backwards. Most people, it is hurry up and wait. Them, it is wait and hurry up. At the hearing, more than a year after that IRS letter day, Kenny impressed upon several dozen Ways and Means committee members that these weren't your average factual inquiries. Generally, the questions were a demand that read like the chilling words from the 1950s. Are you now or have you ever been? The federal government was supposed to have learned something from those dark years. Or maybe not. Kenny would find out only long after opening that packet that SFVP was one of 298 groups the IRS targeted, delaying their applications, freezing them out of elections. She'd learned that her own group had landed on the list for the simple reason that it had the word patriot in its name. She'd learn that top IRS officials, when questioned by Congress under oath, had for more than a year denied that this was happening. Now, remind me again how many of them are in federal prison for perjury? Oh, that's right, none. She'd listen to IRS official Lois Lerner in 2013 finally use a planted question at a late Friday tax conference to let slip the news that the agency had, in fact, been targeting and freezing conservative applications. She'd wait to get answers from Congress, from the Justice Department, from the Obama administration, about how and why her right to speak had been put through a political wood chipper. She's still waiting. George W. Bush, as one of his final acts, signed a $700 million bank bailout. Barack Obama had barely warmed his Oval Office chair before he signed his own blowout $831 billion stimulus into law. A day later, on February 18, 2009, the administration unveiled yet another spending bonanza, this one to subsidize underwater homeowners. A day after that, CNBC business editor Rick Santelli lost it on the Chicago trading floor, raging that Washington was on a bender. He proposed that his city host a modern Boston Tea Party, this time to dump derivative securities into Lake Michigan. President Obama, are you listening? He shouted on primetime television. Obama wasn't, but plenty of pissed-off Americans were. Within hours of Santelli's cri de cour, Tea Party websites started popping up across the country. Within a week, 40 cities had coordinated to hold a Tea Party protest day. The reference was to 1773, but with a modern twist. The leaders declared themselves taxed enough already. T-E-A. Tea Party. Kenny was among those who'd watched with alarm as Bush bailed out the banks. The alarm grew to frustration as Obama pumped his stimulus and outlined plans for even bigger bailouts. In April 2009, she heard that local activists were staging an anti-spending rally on tax day, one of more than 2,000 protests planned nationally. She jumped into her silver Honda Civic and motored to the Van Nuys Civic Center, 15 minutes with a tailwind, 20 minutes when you hit the lights, for the evening event. 800 Americans lined the sidewalks, holding signs, waving flags, the microphone played host to a hit list of taxpayer advocates, talk radio hosts, even a conservative comedian, all encouraging the attendees to be heard. Kenny left fired up. These days, 
Kenny's a 64-year-old psychotherapist working in a small practice in Encino, mostly with veterans with severe trauma. But it's a second career. She spent four years as a composing typist with the Los Angeles Times, then nine years as a reporter at the Santa Monica Evening Outlook and the Los Angeles Daily News, on the police blotter, doing medical writing, radio work. It was all exciting stuff, though it left her unfulfilled. Journalists shine lights on problems. They never do anything. So, in 1987, she went back to school to become a counselor, and ultimately to grind out a doctorate in psychology. Her new mission is to change lives rather than document them. Her smallish waiting room at her practice is full of handouts and signs that celebrate learning, self-growth, and taking charge. Which is all, too, very much Kenny. She's a valley girl.